This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Wendy Christian is a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. Wendy, what a pleasure to chat to you. You doing well? Looking forward to the sunshine today? Yes, Brad. Morning. Um, I love the sunshine. It makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, then today's really going to rub you up the right way and leave you with lots of smiles, that's for sure. Uh, Wednesday, we're chatting about fasting. You know, we're a Christian radio station, as you know, so fasting is something that people do from time to time, very much as a spiritual discipline. Um, and there's that side of fasting, but there's also another side of fasting, like intermittent fasting and just generally taking a break from food to let the body heal. There's lots of different ways of looking at taking a break from food. Yes. So um, I think fasting has been around forever, mm. um, as we know, but um, intermittent fasting seems to be quite trendy at the moment. And there certainly are some different ways to do it and some different considerations. I think, you know, it's not, uh, it's again, it's not a, never a one-size-fits-all plan. Um, so we need to figure out what's going to work best for the, for the individual. Yeah, and uh, uh, one of the things about fasting, um, some people do it, and just move away from the spiritual side for a moment, just looking at it from the other ways that people, or other reasons people would do it. Um, Sometimes for weight loss, although um, based on the conversation we had last week, this is maybe not the ultimate way to go about doing it because there's potentially more harm in it than good, but one of the perks of fasting. But of course, there's many other reasons why somebody would fast. Yes, so weight loss is definitely one of the main reasons that people are doing intermittent fasting at the moment. Um, and uh, but, but, but intermittent fasting has a very anti-inflammatory effect as oh. well. So there have been studies that have shown that um, but we're talking quite severe calorie restriction, yet it's normally done under medical supervision, is known to reduce inflammation and to give the body an, a, a chance to be able to heal itself, um, especially when, when you have chronically sick individuals. Mm. Uh, what, how would you, what would you call a chronically sick individual? So anybody who has um, chronic inflammation, they might have cancer, they might have an inflammatory bowel disease, um, severe heart disease, um, really bad diabetes, those kind of people um, would be severely chronically ill. How does that work, the, 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 the uh, chronic inflammation that's reduced? How, how is that process taking place? So the, the restriction of calories improves the inflammatory and autoimmune diseases by reducing the release of pro-inflammatory cells called monocytes. So these monocytes um, are the bad guys in, in, the, in the bloodstream. And they then go into sleep mode when they are not being fed. Normally, hmm. if you are just feed, eating as, as usual, then those are more inflammatory and there's more of those about. Um, and because they're so highly inflammatory, they can cause severe um, tissue damage. And that's directly um, related to the types of foods that people are eating these days. Yeah, and that brings me to this, this thing that I immediately thought when you mentioned it. There's chronic inflammation. Now you've said some of it is due to the food we eat. Fasting is going to help with that uh, inflammation to be reduced. But if we go back to doing things the way that we always did it, we're going to get the same result again. So change needs to happen. So the fast needs to be a launch into a change in diet? Absolutely. And also while we're fasting, the foods that we're eating in the, in the eating period is important. So it's no good you fast for 16 hours, but you're eating junk for the eight. You know, so the type of food that we're eating and getting our minds into a place where we are able to manage a sustainable, healthy diet 
that's that's ultimately where everybody wants to be heading. Mm. This idea of giving your gut a break is also quite fascinating to me. Um, you know, we don't want our heart to take a break or our lungs for that matter, but uh, we can give the gut a bit of a, a, some off time. Yes. Well, if you think about it, your digestive system never rests. Um, if you break an arm, you put it in a cast and you rest it and you take care of it hmm. and um, it heals. If you have a sick gut, we don't really give it that opportunity to heal. So fasting is a way to heal the digestive tract as well because it takes that pressure off the digestive system so it's not constantly having to digest food. And it really does help, especially when there are inflammatory bowel diseases involved. Yeah. So if we're going to do intermittent fasting, and, and I've had this conversation with people who've put it into practice, and, uh, you know, they, they, how can I say, they rave about it. Those who do it for any length of time only do it because they realize there's benefits. If you did it for a few times, Wendy, and you didn't feel any benefit or you're hungry or you're cranky or you ended up eating poorly during the times when you do eat, you just decide to go back to doing things differently. But those who have found out how it works for them and benefits them have continued to do it. So there's definitely so much merit in it. Yes, that is true. And I, I do think that's important. It's about finding out what works for you. And not everybody can fast. Um, and some people are quite good at it. You know, mm. some people naturally don't eat meals. You know, they don't feel hungry, so they find it easier to fast. But you've really got to find the program that works for you if that is something that you want to consider. Well, let's have a look at the different ways we can fast. How can we implement fasting? Okay, so there are, there are five, four to five ways that they can do it um, that are currently um, the acceptable ways to fast or mm. the ways that people are doing it. So there's the 16-8 method, which means that people fast for 16 hours in the day and they eat in the eight-hour window that's left. So that can be as simple as skipping your breakfast or skipping supper, um, and you eat your, the rest of your meals in the eight hours that are provided. So you still have enough time to eat your three meals and to get all the calories in that you need to for the day. So it's not reducing calories. It's just extending the time between when you start eating and when you stop eating. Then you've got the 5-2 diet, and that's where you eat normally for five days, and then for two days of that week, you would um, reduce your calories quite severely. And for women, you're having around about 500 calories a day on those days, and for men, about 600 calories. So that one can be quite difficult to maintain because it's it's really little food on those two days. Um, But people can sometimes get through it if they think, okay, well, it's just for today, tomorrow I go back to normal. And then you get the 24-hour fast. Now, there's two, two varieties of those. Sometimes people will just do a 24-hour fast every now and again. And others do it on alternate days for an ongoing period of time. So that means they would stop eating at supper time um, on the one night, and they'd only start eating again at supper time the next night. And on those days, they generally can still have zero-calorie beverages. So they can drink coffee, they can drink tea, they can have things like bone broth, um, as long as they don't carry any calories. Mm. Um, and then the the warrior diet, which is also quite an interesting one, yeah. um, this is where they only eat small amounts of fruits and vegetables during the day, but they have a, a huge meal at night. Um, and it's almost like a 24-hour fast, um, if you think about it, but they are more, they're having a little bit more calories in the form of fruits and vegetables during the day. And then we have the spontaneous meal skipping, and that's what many of us do naturally because you might be too busy to eat or you might be too tired, so you simply just skip a meal here and there. Um, and those, those are the, the types of fasting that are available. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I didn't know that uh, there was a name to the way that uh, I do things with a warrior diet, but I've been doing that for yes. over a week now um, as a fast. 
And uh, I can say that it was very, very hard when I first yes. started. And I always thought my diet was fairly clean and fairly together. But the moment I started fasting, which means I've cut out and I do enjoy a cup of coffee or two, um, up to three in the day. So uh, I went into this time um, having only one cup of coffee a day, knowing that when I go cold turkey, my body's not going to be very happy with me, which is exactly what happened. And uh, Wendy, I could tell you, um, so it was small amounts of fruit and vegetables during the day and then only one large meal at night. So, um, But those first two days, the headaches, Wendy, as I broke that caffeine addiction, <laughs> was yeah, very hard. Detox and a withdrawal. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> people will experience that. Yeah, so those days, and up to day three, and then I still get uh, headaches from time to time, but uh, I realize that's just my body taking care of itself, cleaning out all the nonsense. And I can say that I'm starting to hit to, to a place now after a week where I'm really feeling really good. So that's mm. a good thing. And so I just wanted to share that because there is a place for all of these things. But, and uh, I think I'd love to cover this if I, if I may, um, this flies in the face of the other side where people would say, but I was told I must eat a whole lot of little meals during the day and make sure I spread my meals and not just three meals, you know, have up to five and snack and make my way through, you know, and that's the way together with good exercise, making sure the food I am eating is good food and find myself living healthily and maintaining my weight, etc. And now you've got this. So it brings me to this. There, there are many different ways of doing things, but this is obviously not, this is not the same because this is about giving your bowel a bit of a rest and, and changing things up. But there are many ways of doing things, of being healthy and taking care of your body, but you need to find out what's right for you and what your needs are. So we can't just hop up and down and guess or go with the latest trend. We need to really find out what we want, why we want it, and how we're going to do it. That's very true. Um, I think it really is important. And not all people are able to fast, you know, so they find it really difficult. Some people have really uncontrolled blood sugar metabolism. You, you, you know, so you have to consider what is this person going, how are they going to be able to manage on this? And is it going to do them more harm than good? Um, and if it's going to do them good, by all means, do it. Mm. But um, there are just certain people that, that, that struggle. And I would say women need to be a little bit more cautious, especially if there's any thyroid issues, because the, the metabolism is already quite slow. And fasting, especially if done on a long-term period, can slow that metabolism down a little bit more. So then they can really have um, weight um, issues. They can really struggle with trying to lose weight, gaining weight just you know, if they eat normally again. Um, so, you know, those are considerations also to, to take into account when um, deciding on how long are you going to be doing these fasts for. So there you have it. I think Wendy set that out for us excellently. And uh, you might be saying, okay, now, but what about, I'm, I missed out now, there was that 16-8 uh, method and the 5-2 diet and the warrior. I'm, I'm, there's lots, I've missed it. Don't worry, don't worry. There's a podcast. It'll be up later on this morning. Go and visit our website, kpulpa.co.za. Go and listen to it again there. Make sure when you listen to it, you've got your pen and paper. Do it in uh, the comfort and time that uh, you've got available and make sure you jot these things down and see what works for you. And I can say that there's something that's working for me. I can really feel the benefit of it and uh, look forward to pressing on. Wendy, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate your expertise, your passion, and uh, the wonderful way you bring it to us every single week. Be blessed and a big thank you. Thanks so much, Brad. Have an awesome Thursday. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.